Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew... Insert player name here. ...was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is your co-host, Nicholas Morhan. Was that a was that a delayed wooey because you because it's your sad spooky season's over? What is I don't even know what spooky season is. Neither do <laughs> I. It's a concept that was created this year by Gen is it Gen Zers the one that came after us? Dude, I don't know. All right. Well well the generation that came after us created spooky season and then this thing called No Nut November. Have you heard about this thing? The stupidest thing ever. Uh, I think it was created by men who don't get laid very often. Why would you? Okay. I have a theory. If a man doesn't, doesn't have sex or masturbate for three weeks, he turned back into a feral caveman. Yeah. Right. My roommate was telling me that he has, that he has done a no nut November and it unlocks some sort of deep knowledge in your brain. And I was like, no, it doesn't. It drives you to be a feral dog. If it unlocked a deep knowledge, why did you stop? Well, I mean, but like, why was it just in November then? Yeah. And why are you still walking and talking to me, Confucius? It's so, so, you unlocked a, so you unlocked a deep knowledge and then decided to just go back to your normal old, your normal old dummy self. That's what I'm saying. Why would you stop if you, <laughs> if, if you had this deep clarity? It's like sober October as well. Why would you pick October? October is like the best month to get drunk in Halloween. Oktoberfest? Like unreal that you'd pick this month. You're throwing your you're throwing you're throwing it in the tradition of our ancestors. You're throwing it in the face of our ancestors. Dude, pick like January. January January Loki sucks. January is whack, bro. It's cold. Well, the New Year's. Yeah, it starts at New Year's. Just don't ever go freaking sober. Just drink in moderation. Yeah, because Americans are so good at moderation. 
Do you know apparently America is the most stressed nation, nation as well? I did not know that, but that makes yeah. a sense because it was like a Gallup poll that they just released. But anyway, I, I digress. That's my that's my rant. That's my rant in the morning. That's that that morning rant. All right. So, in honor of uh, date, well, we're moving on to trivia. And uh, in honor of Dangerous's chase for 50, who currently leads the league in touchdown passes? Obviously. Should be a dead giveaway. <laughs> but the actual trivia question is, through seven weeks, who had the most touchdown passes? And, okay. and who holds the record for the single-season touchdown passes? So I'll repeat that through seven or sorry, through seven games, not weeks. Yeah. Through set through through. So what you're trying to ask is through seven games of an NFL season, what quarterback has the most touchdown passes? Correct. That's what you're trying correct. to ask. Correct. Yeah. Cause Russell Wilson had his bye week. And then your second question. Oh no, that's your question. All right. All right. Cool. 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 Ooh, spooky and season. I'll throw I'll throw another trivia question on there, which is at the end of the season, if Russell Wilson has over 50 touchdowns, he will join what quarterbacks in throwing over 50 touchdowns in a single season? Just hella trivia. Just hella, hella trivia. trivia for all y'all we peeps. Just, we just exhibited that trivia. Yo, we heard you like trivia, so we put <laughs> trivia out of your trivia. All right. With that being said, we're going to touch on a little UFC news. Uh, we'll touch on some NBA news that seems to be flying under the radar. We're touching on uh, our head-to-head bets. Uh, we'll see. We'll see who's doing well and who's not doing well on that. And then, uh, oh, I wonder who it could be. <laughs> oh man, the salt, <laughs> the salt, bro. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then we'll touch on a large swath of NFL news, including today after week eight, Jermaine, we will review the season long bets that we made. Oh, so oh, so long ago, the season season prop bets that we made and placed on five dimes. But R.I.P. the homie. <laughs> RP the homie five times. Oh man, dude, I I had a lot of good looking ones right now, except for the Minnesota Vikings. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're just a god. Oh man, did you see uh, did you see that Ultimate Fighter was announced? I did. Yeah, the twenty twenty ninth season, twenty eighth twenty ninth season. It's yeah, the twenty ninth season. Uh, man, I didn't even realize that there was that many. 29 is a lot, but it's set for March 2021. A lot of them snuck under the radar. I kind of remember the ones growing up, but apparently there's been a lot more since then. Yeah, that's what, that's one thing that I don't know how, you know, in a, in a day and age when all this information's out there all the time. Yeah. Somehow I was just like, oh, an ultimate fighter happened. <laughs> and the, Have they announced who the coaches are going to be yet? No, they have not. They have not. They only announced 
who the not not who the actual competitors are, but what the weight classes are going to be. So it's male bantamweight and middleweight fighters. Okay, Slate. have we had a female ultimate fighter yet? I feel really bad asking that. But Ronda Rousey was on one, wasn't she? I'm fairly certain she was. We have had women female fight like ultimate fighters, though, correct? Uh, I thought so, but yeah, I don't want to say yes and be wrong, so I'm googling it right now. Interesting. I, I always remember the old Ultimate Fighters, like where uh, Rampage Jackson ripped the door out. <laughs> Dude, he lost his. Or he punched, or he punched to the door. Where Uriah Hall knocked the dude out and basically like sent him to the hospital. <laughs> oh man, the Ultimate, yeah, Team Rousey versus Team Tate. Oh yeah, that's right. And then they had ultimate ultimate fighter twenty three was Joanna versus Claudia. Joanna, you yo and J check. Yep. God, the old the old Bumblebee eye. (laughs) Bumblebee. Oh man. Ultimate Fighters movie, and you said you said that there's there there's some news, there's some uh, an un, undercurrent of NBA news that nobody is paying attention to. So much so that I, when you when you mentioned this to me, I didn't even know that this was a possibility or happening. Yeah, so because games were canceled, it instantly pushes the collective bargaining agreement into negotiations. So they had to negotiate a CBA. Uh, like terms and conditions to finish the 2020 season. And I was under the impression that that would be the extent of it. And even, even myself, I haven't been paying attention because this has been going on for, this is the fourth extension they've put on the negotiations. So they pushed it back to November 6th for them to have a deadline set for the NBA. Uh And it's kind of at a sticking point right now between the players and owners. Shocker. The um, hold on, hold on. The players and owners of a major professional sport can't agree. <laughs> yeah, billionaires versus millionaires, a bunch of crap. Jesus. Yeah, so the owners want to start on December twenty second, so that way they can have Christmas Day games, right? Because it's a huge day in the NBA. Um, yeah. And that would allow them to have 72 games and it maximizes revenue because they're most likely going to play another season without fans, right? So the NBA was down 10% with fat with fans for most of the season last year, right? So they ended up pulling in like $8.6 billion last year and it's going to be nowhere near that this year with the fans and stuff. So the owners want to try to maximize 72 games. Um. And that's what they're trying to do with the December 22nd start. So they have the 72 games, and then they don't have any overlap with the Olympics, with the NBA Finals, which is what another thing they're trying to avoid. So they're trying to squeeze this season into a super tight window because the Olympics start late July. But the players want a January 18th start date because apparently the four months off during um, during COVID – wasn't enough time for them to spend with their families. They must have been out there with all the hoochie mamas. Um, they're like, that was spent with the mistress. Now the off season is with the family. Exactly, exactly. So now they're saying, boo-hoo, it's too soon, blah, 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 right? But they also say they're 
unwilling to accept 50 games because obviously they do a revenue split. Less games means less money, means they get paid less. Wait, the players or the owners have already said no 50 games? The players. Didn't you just say the players want fifty a 50-game 50 schedule? No. They want a January 18th start date, but they don't want 50 games. <laughs> oh, I, I see what you mean. So they want so their where, cake and eat it too, essentially. So where should I, as a lukewarm basketball fan, where should I what, – what, what, who should I back in this? I'm backing the owners. Are you backing the owners because of the Christmas start day? No, I'm backing the owners because it's an impossible task. And to squeeze 72 games into a season starting on January 18th and finish the playoffs before the Olympics start? Yeah. So the Olympics start late July. Yeah. So, so you would need your season to end late June. So you're essentially only doing six months and you want 72 games plus playoffs? So wait, I'm, I'm a little confused. You're backing the owners, but you don't like the 72-game schedule. I like the 72-game schedule. Oh, okay. All right. Players like the 72-game schedule because they get paid more. The players want a January 18th start date. With a January 18th start date, that means they can only do 50-game regular season. I got but the players don't like 50 games, but they're unwilling to move on the start date. Exactly. That's a little ridiculous. Unreal. So and you're not with your families anyway. You're in, or, or if if you're with your families, it's not like it's not like you're chilling at the crib in freaking Manitoba, Wisconsin. You're 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 in the Bahamas. Yeah, and they're most likely not doing a bubble again. Uh, so you're yeah. still doing home games. You know what I mean. So you're just you're doing the regular shit. Yeah, and prop. Yeah, okay. I I I'm I'm with you. I'm backing the owners on this one. One, one, because I think this is ridiculous that the players haven't spent enough time with their families. And two, I want to see games on Christmas Day because that's kind of an NBA tradition that I'll actually – just like you watching you watching on opening day and then the All-Star game, I watch, on, I watch NBA on Christmas Day. I think that's always pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because for you, NBA season doesn't start till the playoffs. And then, and then it doesn't, and then like it doesn't really start until like the really doesn't start till the conference finals. I just start paying attention in the playoffs. <laughs> but maybe that's going to change next year because we did make a a semi profitable NBA model. Yeah, I mean, uh, it did start. At, least a, at least a regular season one. Once it came to the playoffs, that's when we started kind of getting bumpy. But the playoff NBA model was was fairly fairly good. Yeah, the the bubble mo- the bubble model is killing it. Had us up 180 bucks. Yeah, it was a lot. That was a lot of fun. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. Uh, had us up 18 units. So if you would have bet 100 bucks on every unit, you would have made eight uh, 18 thousand dollars. <laughs> no, that's not actual math for those of you out there, but that's how cappers talk. <laughs> cappers talk. You put 100 dollars on every one of their bets, which is ridiculous. Ain't nobody doing that. <laughs> um, All right, get to it. You're bubbling at the surface to get to this damn NFL head-to-head. You always to- you always say this, and I haven't even mentioned it at all. Just get to it. You're bubbling. I can see your your face is like you look better than you've looked in years. You're, you're, <laughs> you have a big smile on your face. So shut up and get to it. 
Who knew your skin looks better when you're winning and betting? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we started a head-to-head matchup between myself and Nicholas Chachahan. And uh, we just got through the third week. <laughs> and that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a clean sweep week by week. Jermaine is killing the game. Nicholas is 0-3. I'm 3-0 on total weeks with a whopping 11-0-1 record. That's right. All right. I, have, I have not picked an incorrect one. I told you how I sabotaged this, right? I didn't sabotage it this week. You keep talking, though. I'm gonna, I'll bet your parlay, and it, you're gonna go home four. Go home four. I bet your parlay. You missed. Mi- you missed. You missed it this week. You would have cashed. I would have cashed. Would have cashed all three weeks. But I'm, I'm the type of friend that I enjoy. I don't need to jump. I don't need to ride your successes. I enjoy your successes as your successes. So if I keep going six and six, like I'm going. Right, I hit some big stuff this week. I think I'm positive money wise. You can, yeah, because you keep hitting dogs. I'm fighting. I'm fighting my own battles right now. All right, I'm, I'm battling my own demons. Will you let me go through my situation? <laughs> all right. So, with that being said, as Nick alluded to, Nick had another two and two week, which brings his total count to six and six. So I have. 11-0-1, and, and Nick is 6-6. Six and six. He's uh, playing Hall of Fame baseball. <laughs> I'll tell you what, 500 record. <laughs> oh, may, may, I say, may I just say, of, of, the bets, of the bets that I made, so Miami plus 3.5, the Jets plus 20, Denver money line, and New England team total. By the way, I could have gone Denver money line. I tell you what. If if not for if not for KJ Hamler, and and the and the and the Chargers and and Anthony Lynn's ability to to blow a game at the final second, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, I I would have been one in three. But I made a clean sweep in the Denver game in turn of in terms of gambling. So Denver spread, Denver money line, Denver team total, and then the game over. I had three of those. I did not have the team total, uh, which I did definitely mess up. But I had the over the money. I had the over twice. I bet the over twice and put it in a parlay. <laughs> Guess who hit um, the thirty rack bet at minus twenty two and a half? Who hit the thirty rack bet? Yeah, the New York Jets Chiefs. You know how we had that thirty rack bet on it? Yeah, I had them I mean, at minus twenty two and a half. I know you did. Yeah. That's a scary number. And I still hit so now, you. <laughs> so now there's there's been nine times in NFL history that the team has been favored by more than 22 points. The Chiefs are only the second team to have covered, as we as we alluded to in the in the previous episodes of the podcast. It's it's incredible. It I really was, is. I was so hype. I was so hype and you and E were just not giving me any any energy back. I was just like, these people suck. I don't think he was doing it on purpose. I was 1,000% countering your hype with silence. <laughs> so I was like, fine, fuck you guys. <laughs> I tried to send I tried to send the uh, the 30-rack payment in the group, and it wouldn't let me. Oh, really? That would have been hysterical. That's, that's all I was going to send is just send $30 and just not say anything. <laughs> 
I could feel I could feel your anger when you sent me the thirty dollars. I was like, because they had a chance to win. <laughs> I keep seeing this statistic float around social media that Patrick Mahomes has thrown through five touchdown passes in the game, mm-hmm. and the Jets have thrown four touchdown passes all season. Holy cow! So keep it up, Adam. You're somehow not fired. So Anthony Lynn, I think, has blown a 16-point lead five times this year. What? Wow. And the Chargers and, and, and the Falcons are getting all the heat for being the team that, that blows it, huh? Well, now, I mean, the internet has been roasting the Chargers for like a decade for this. <laughs> like, this isn't new. Phillip Rivers used to do this all the time. It's just a Chargers thing. It's tough being a Chargers fan. Is Philip Rivers the the is Philip Rivers the greatest third quarter uh, quarterback of all time, three quarter quarterback of all time? Man, because yeah, we know I mean, who the greatest fourth quarter quarterback of all time is. The all the other all the other quarters not not included. Mitchell Trubisky, Tim Tebow, <laughs> Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is six and one as a quarterback man with a playoff win. <laughs> Tim Tebow got Tim Tebow got jobbed by the NFL. All right, so just to recap, recap the bets, I had uh, Chargers Denver over KC minus twenty, which was a thirty dollars side bet with me and Nick. I had Tampa Bay money line, Philadelphia money line, and Nick uh, all those all those hit. And then Nick had Miami plus three and a half, which hit. He had the Jets plus twenty, which didn't hit. He had Denver money line, which hit, and he had New England team total over twenty one and a half. Man, that half point really got him, which so that didn't hit. But Nick did cash the bet because he had New England team total over 20.5. I bet 20.5 earlier in the week, and I tried to argue on last episode if I could get it, if I could get 20 and a half, and I was rebuffed. Nah, dude, we go by the active lines. Because if, if we were going by what I bet, I would have had Chiefs minus 22 and a half, and I was not digging that. <laughs> So what, what 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 did you think overall about about week eight? Oh, week eight was upset season. So week the Steelers eight, are going, the Steelers are going sixteen. No, they're not. <laughs> I know they're not, but I mean they just keep finding ways to win ball games. They do, yeah, and it makes my hundred dollar Kansas City Chiefs bet most wins bet look bad, but whatever. Uh, week eight was was upset season, and. Uh, it's a turn of the calendar. It was November football. It was cold, impacted by weather, wind, snow, rain. And it really proved to everyone that if you don't believe the NFL is a coin flip league, look look no further than, than week eight because I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I don't really know what to tell people if they if they don't think that I mean any given Sunday it, it I mean that the I mean so imagine this. Imagine a world in which Cam Newton, a running quarterback, loses a game because he fumbles a ball. Unreal. Can you imagine that happening? Unreal. <coughs> now imagine he doesn't do it in the Super Bowl, and this is the first time he does it. I had uh, I, I I have some Patriots fans that I work with, and I came up to him and I go, "Welcome to the losing a game because Cam Newton fumbles f- club." Unreal, dude. And ah, they were right there to win that game, too, dude. Right there. 
the uh, the 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 Titans are maybe not real, or maybe not not as contenders as we thought. Nah, that Bengals game was just a trap game. One hundred percent. The Browns have the Browns have flipped back to the cycle of Baker Mayfield isn't the quarterback, and they're going to trade uh, OBJ. Uh, when they win next weekend, it's going to come out that OBJ is happy and doesn't want to be traded anymore. <laughs> Dude, that win in Cleveland was wild. Yeah. Dude, I was watching the highlights of that game, and if Baker Mayfield's receivers hold on to those touchdown passes, that's a whole different game. Baker Mayfield is a terrible quarterback. <laughs> That's a different he, in the wind. Baker Mayfield was throwing some piss missiles, dude. Yeah, uh, I mean they, he still lost, so I'm not gonna defend him. But yeah. if Jarvis Landry, sure-handed Jarvis Landry, c- closes his elbows and the ball doesn't come through and hit the ground, that's a touchdown, yeah. dude. Yep, the Colts beat the Lions and beat them by a lot, but that game was a lot closer than the scoreline indicated. I feel like the Lions missed out on a couple of opportunities, a couple of like swing opportunities, like 14 points worth of swing opportunities. No, not the Lions. No, not not those Lions. Uh, I I had a I had a, a Packers fan buddy at work come up to me and say, "How did we beat against? How did we beat the Vikings?" And I said, "Well, if you just held Dalvin Cook to two touchdowns, you guys would have won, but you let him run for four. So, dude." The dude took a screen pass 50 yards and housed it. Yeah, but the final score, 28-22. to 22. If you let him run for two touchdowns, which is a good day for a running back, you win that ball game. Unreal, dude. If you even let him run for three, you win that ball game, so which the, is an outstanding day for a running back. So the Packers and Titans fucked one of my par. So the Packers fucked a parlay. I had Packers, Chiefs. Eagles and Bucks in a parlay, and then uh, I had and then I had a t- four team teaser with that essentially gave me Tennessee pick'em. So, so Tennessee even right, like no points, nothing. It was just Tennessee pick'em, and they ended up <laughs> losing to the to the Bengals. Eleven, yeah. Jets, 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 and Chiefs. We've talked about that at length. Rams and the Dolphins. I don't think I've ever seen a, a Dolphins defense play that well. They looked good. And here's, In- here's something that you should know. The Rams, I mean, not the Rams. The Dolphins have us quietly have a top 10 defense in the NFL right now. Yeah. Xavier I mean- Howard, Brian Jones, Byron Jones, Eric Rowe. I mean. Uh, Kristen Wilkins, right? Yeah, the Clemson player that plays down there, they've they've uh yo, they've quietly been putting together a season down there. I mean, Tua looked bad. Oh. Bad. He and threw for 93 yards. I know, he looked bad and they won. And Aaron Donald ragdolled him. Yeah. Said, Welcome to the NFL, Rook. Said, give me that football. We'll see uh, what happens. The Dolphins uh have the second best record in that division, though. The 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 Saints the the Saints and the the, the Bears the Bears are, are quiet you know I, I think the Bears are kind of the 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 better Browns I guess in the, in the fact in the fact that they literally I don't know what is Rex Grossman the quarterback of the Bears because they're so hot and cold week to week the Bears are classic Bears they're classic Bears they 
have terrible quarterback play, and somehow they're in these low scoring ball ball games that are just absolute slugfests. Mm-hmm. And then if they can get out of their own way, they eke out the win. But yeah. they didn't. They didn't because they played against the Saints, which is this is a classic game. Get down early, come back, win by the skin of their teeth. Honestly, neither team should have won this game. I watched that whole game and I was just like, "This is awful, awful." Nick Foles could not make a completion to save his life. Um, Drew Brees. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many times I can call for him to to be benched. He's just he's he's missing stuff. Jason Hill's out there catching touchdown passes, though. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Him and Jared Cook were the only people we had. Do it all, player. I here's my bold prediction right now, and I don't know if this is really that bold. The Seahawks will be eliminated before the conference championship. That's pretty bold. That's pretty Here's bold. The they allowed 27 points to the Niners. They can't play defense. No, They've they just like, forgotten how to play defense. Well, they don't have anyone to play defense with. They do like. Can you name any defensive players? Yes, Carlos Dunlap. <laughs> they just <laughs> traded for <laughs> Yeah, dude. Don't they have the Griffin brothers? They have one. And don't they have uh, Bobby Wagner? Yeah. They have Jamal Adams, too, but... How do they have that many superstars and they can't play defense? Because it's a t- defense is all about team, bro. Bill, Bill Belichick's been proving that for a hot minute. <laughs> Dude, he hasn't had any, like... Stephon oh, no. Gilmore is the only good good defensive player he's had the last yeah, few getting traded. Oh, uh, I don't know. He hurt his knee. I think we're gonna lose money on that. Probably. And then the Cowboys, the Cowboys scored nine, had the lead at halftime, and then didn't score again for the rest of the game. I I saw a stat that if Carson Wentz plays like 10 years. He's going to have more turnovers. He's going to lead the NFL in interceptions. I, I got to verify whether that's true or not. Like in NFL history? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like, yeah, he's been throwing the chimney sweeps and garbage. Man. Yeah, no. Okay, so uh, after this game, it's like it's, it's 50% on that and 50% on him. Like, the dude is running out of the – he's just – he refuses – he's doing what Daniel Jones does. He's doing what Drew Locke does. He's doing what Justin Herbert's done a few times. Refuse to throw the ball away. They refuse to throw the ball away. They think they can just – they think they're magic. They think they're Russell Wilson. They think they're Lamar Jackson. They, they see them doing it and they – and Patrick Mahomes. And they see them doing it and they're like, I have to do that every play. And instead of throwing it away and living to f- play another down, like Carson Wentz escaped the pocket to his left mm-hmm. and downfield and on that half of the field, right? Because you're not throwing to the right side. Although Carson Wentz, <laughs> Carson Wentz did last week. So um, on that side of the field, there was no receivers on that side of the field with him. And he kept side, sidestepping, 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 sidestepping. And then a safety 
sprinted straight towards him. And in that four-second sprint, or, you know, probably two seconds, he still refused to throw the ball away. He gets sacked, and he fumbles. Oh, yeah. Just, so, I mean, how many, how many times did we see Peyton Manning just chuck the ball away? And it was like it was like a non-starter. Or Drew Brees. How many times did you see him just chuck the ball away? Dude, Drew Brees, I, I consistently see him throw it in the ground at the feet of his running back. Yeah, always. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's not even like a, I'm going to make magic. It's like, okay, well, three downs. <laughs> Live to find another day. Punting is not the worst thing. <laughs> but you shouldn't punt. The analytics say don't punt. <laughs> yeah, well, how do the analytics do the Tampa Bay Rays? <laughs> Listen, man, we you you can't make a you can't make a point that you made that Blake Snell has not pitched more than six innings the whole season, and then <laughs> and then trash the analytics guys when he gets taken out in the playoffs. I mean, it didn't work. <laughs> It's a strategy that worked 29 times before it just because it doesn't work the 30th time. You know the old saying, build a thousand bridges, though. Hey, I mean, read the room. You know what I mean? I got you, man. I understand. They say they say, go for it on fourth down, but if it's fourth and 27. Go for it. <laughs> okay, we're playing Matt. Like my betting strategy. Don't look at any injury reports. Just bet. Dude. Why the line move six points? Bet. <laughs> I should have looked at uh, some of those the some of the weather, man. I could have jumped on a whole dude. There were so many unders that I didn't take, and I just thought to myself, like, why? <laughs> like, why the the weather was so bad? I should have taken some unders. Yeah, like Cowboys Eagles under. Why didn't I take that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you should. You probably should have taken that under, like from the jump, from the rip, regardless of weather. Unreal. But dude, no, so Chargers Broncos. That was like one of the game of the game of the years, right there. Uh, I don't know. I still think it has to be Seahawks Cardinals. But yeah, it was it was a great game. It was a great. How KJ Hamler got open in that play, I have no idea. That that play seems like one of those plays where the quarterback rolls out because he has no other option and tries to force a pass and it gets knocked down. But somehow the Chargers D was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to let K.J. Hamler wide open. Yeah, he's a rookie. He won't catch it. That's <sighs> pretty yeah, much what I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like The linebacker kind of like didn't go after Drew Locke and didn't cover K.J. Hamler, so just kind of stood there. Unreal. KJ Hamler got a whole bottom in. Like people were like, was that a catch? I'm like, are you guys watching this? His butt touched down completely. His butt down. <laughs> it's like his entire buttocks is in. Like, yeah, that's a touchdown. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stunk it up last night and won by two against the Giants. On a pass interference call, gotta love it. <laughs> Dog. That's a bad call. The Giants got robbed. Yeah. I think that I think the fire the refs movement should start again. That was fun. It was, <laughs> remember when we all had to all we had to worry about was shitty refereeing in the NFL. <laughs> that was good. The Saints, uh, the Saints, the refs hold a grudge against the Saints. I'll tell you that much. I guess, man. This is like the this is like the uh, 
the Hatfields and the McCoys right now between the, the Saints and the refs. The refs be calling some boo-boo-ass bullshit, bro. <laughs> like, what? Well, we'll talk about what transpired in that game a little bit earlier in, in, in your guys' favorite segment, Find Them and Cut Them. And I, I, for those of you who watched this week, you can probably imagine what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but Jermaine, let's go over, let's go over some of our, uh, our season-long props that we, that we had. So, right. for our head-to-head picks, you and I have Carolina over under 10. So, I bet you that Carolina will have over 10 wins. You said they'll have under 10 wins. Uh, right now, Carolina better pull a goddamn miracle uh, pretty much to, to for that to hit. Um, that's It's not looking like that one's going to gonna go anywhere with Carolina and they've been in some close games and they've had chances to win but they just haven't pulled haven't pulled it out three and five right now so they have to go basically seven and one in their in their remaining schedule uh and I don't know I don't I don't think that bet's gonna hit and then you and I, I can't remember who had what side, but we bet that Baltimore would have a better record than KC. Did I bet you Baltimore would have a better record? Yeah. Yeah, that one's not looking so hot either. <laughs> Baltimore. It's only, one, it's, only one, it's only one game, though. Baltimore at 5-2, and two, KC at 7-1. and one. So, Jermaine, you said that Miami, the Dolphins, would start 2-2, two and two, and you said that Fitzmagic doesn't play into April or into in, in November. Oh, what a, what, a, what, a call, what a call by you. What? what? Oh. Let's go. Uh, you also have a jersey bet with your buddy Ryan, Tom Brady, over 32 and a half touchdown passes. Correct. That, that one is looking pretty, pretty nice. He has 20 right now. Yeah. So. Let's go. Uh, in, let's see. in New York, we really want. The Rams will have a Rams will have a top ten draft pick. Uh, technically, the Jaguars pick. Mm. Um, Still could happen. One, yeah, that one, that one could happen, but the I mean, it's not looking likely. The NFC East is going to dominate the the top ten <laughs> right now, and the Rams are five and three and probably make the playoffs. So, uh, you had Dak for MVP. That was that looking hurt. real good, though. That one, yeah, that was looking real good. C.D. Lamb for Offensive Rookie of the Year. That one was looking real good. Uh, Patrick Queen for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I still think that's a good-looking bet. It's still looking good, but Jeremy Chin has become the front runner. Jeremy Chin is a is a boss and a half. That's for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, you said Jadavion Clowney will st- will. Sign with the Titans before the start of the regular season. That's a cha-ching bet. Let's go. Uh, you said Deshaun Watson will be a free agent uh, and will not be a Texan in 2023. So that one that one is going to be a review for, for many podcast years to come. Now we get into the actual, uh, the actual uh, season props. So you said New Orleans wins the South. Still a chance, but Tampa Bay looks pretty good. We both uh, we both have two losses, only a half game back. You said New Orleans over ten and a half wins. Not looking good. Uh, you said Tampa Bay over nine and a half. They're already halfway there and more. 
66% of the way there. You said Buffalo over nine. Buffalo over nine. Buffalo also 66% of the way there. Cleveland over eight and a half. More than halfway there. That's always good. Uh, Tennessee wins the South. I would say that they're tied with Indy right now, so that's kind of a toss-up. Las Vegas over seven and a half wins. They have four right now. They're four and three. Washington over five and a half. Uh, Washington (laughs) is at two and five, but keep in mind what division they play in. Uh, And they are two and one against the division. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Minnesota wins the North, swing and a miss. Uh, Minnesota over nine, yeah, swing and a miss. Uh, Arizona over seven. That's a that's that's looking like your like your boldest pick. They're at five wins right now, and Atlanta under seven and a half. They're at two and six right now. Of note, uh, they're one and one in the division, and Atlanta is zero oh and four at home. Jesus. Under we, seven and a half. We must protect this house, question mark? Yeah, question mark. I am much more of the bold predictor. I said to Miami will go 4-0 and under Fitzpatrick. Uh, that I said that New Orleans will go 14-2, and still a chance. They just have to finish <laughs> out. Uh, still have to finish out 9-0, uh, basically. They got to run the table. Uh, I said that Buffalo wins the East when – uh, the Patriots signed Cam Newton. I was very worried. I'm not worried anymore. I think Buffalo wins the East. Baltimore over 11 and a half. This one's going to be very, very close. Oh, see, that's definitely you with more wins than KC because you have Baltimore over 11 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati over five and a half. Oh, free money. They've, they've been in a lot of good games. They're two, five, and one. But they're zero and three in the division and zero and three away. Oh, that so, might not. That might not hit actually. So that may not work. Tennessee wins the South. Yes, hopefully. Uh, Denver under seven and a half. So they're at three right now, so it's just going to be how they finish. Um, they are one and three at home though, so there's probably a regression to the mean there. Uh, Dallas wins the East. <laughs> Still, still possible. Still possible. Dallas is 0-4 away, however. Uh, starting a seventh-round pick uh, who looked like a scared little kid in the pocket. Uh, Philly, under 9.5. Probably my best bet of the year. Uh, the New York Giants, over 6.5. That one's probably going to miss. That's a stinker of a pick. Uh, New Orleans over ten and a half, and Atlanta seven and a half as well. It seems like Jermaine is is the official picker of podcast room three hundred three. I got a lot of good looking bets right there, dude. They're looking pretty good. Uh, of my season props right now, I have Russell Wilson for MVP. I got that one at two fifty plus two fifty. Uh, that one's looking like almost certain. Uh, with all the media coverage, you kind of called it at the beginning of the season, but it, it looks like an almost certainty right now unless he gets injured. Um, then Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year. We had a bit of a scare this week. Miles Garrett, 
and and his knee injury x-rays came up negative i got my miles garrett defensive player of the year plus 1200 plus 1200 that's like a scoring mclaurin bet right there to save to save my gambling season uh, and then my final bet was Cam Newton, comeback player of the year at plus 200. I think Alex Smith wins the award because, like you said, he played one down of football in a on a leg that he never should have been able to walk, let alone play football on again. Have you watched that documentary, the Project 11 documentary? Not yet, no. I need to go watch it. I need to watch the Pistorius documentary. Have you seen that? I have not. That one's kind of scares me. Spooky, dude. But I, it, it was such a big moment of my childhood. I was very happy with with uh, said with, with Ono the other day, with Emma the other day. So she sent me a picture. Do you remember in the? It might have been oh oh, whatever the Winter Olympics were with Apollo Ono. Yeah, where everybody fell down and the Australian won the winner, the winter gold, the speed skater. So I so she texted me that picture as like a as like a. Uh, GIF or whatever with like the Australians first gold medal in the winter games was because somebody fell down. And I said, yeah, that's Apollo Ono in the background. She goes, yeah, I know it is. I was like, how do you know it's Apollo Ono? And she goes, well, he's a goddamn American hero. That's why. Damn. Sauced you up real good. So I was like, okay, all right, cool. She sauced you up real good, bro. Yeah, it was good. I was, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. Let's just say that. Dude. But Jermaine's bets are looking good. My bets are looking terrible. We'll be back. We'll, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about to talk about our our uh, actual our, our more iterations of of our head to head bets. But there's been some moves around the NFL, Jermaine. Yeah, and and one for your team, and I think a really, I mean, a, a an awesome pick. I don't see how the Niners agreed to this. I guess Fred Warner made him expendable. Maybe? Question mark? <laughs> Question mark? Oh, Kiko Alonso in a conditional fifth? Like that seems could, like a They could not get a fifth-round pick. You know what I mean? Like, that that's hysterical. I wonder what the condition is. Like, the condition is the Saints have to make the playoffs, which, is, which might not happen this year because the NFC is so stacked. The condition is Kiko Alonso has to actually make one form tackle. <laughs> You're sunk. <laughs> You're done. Kiko Alonso has to not lead with his head. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other, the other trade that boggled my mind is the Chargers traded Desmond King to the Titans for a six-round pick. Six rounders, kind of. Jermaine, GM Jermaine, explain to me, explain to me why the value for Desmond King is as a six is six round pick low. Uh, I guess he hasn't been very good this year. I mean, the Chargers haven't been very good against the pass this year. So, I can honestly, I, this seems this seems like a way to shed cash, right? I like clear cap space, I guess. Yeah, so they're no longer on the hook for his remaining salary for the rest of the season, right? Which I imagine that Desmond King is probably around 10, 10 million at least, right? And uh so that what that does is without fans in the stadiums, you know, and they're losing all these close games, 
essentially they're like, hey, why why pay this? We can get a pick. Why pay the rest of this money? Let's just save money. And the Chargers are notoriously uh, cheap, 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 cheap franchise. Yeah, can't even play for they can't even pay for good medical services. Yeah, I make fun of them all the time. They don't even have their they don't even pay for a good HP team. And the other thing is, just like they couldn't even pay for their own stadium. <laughs> well, they had. Let's keep in mind they had their own stadium, and then they decided to move an hour and a half north to share a stadium. To share a stadium instead of paying to renovate that stadium. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. But it makes yeah, total it's sense. It's, it's it's whatever. So I'm 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 gonna let you uh, I'm gonna let you cover the Feynman Cut'em because I, I I feel like there's a rant in here somewhere. I, would, I don't really have a rant. It's just a super wild thing. But I did want to. Just, and you can cover it because you because you were watching the actual game. Yeah, dude, it was bizarre. Uh, yeah, I'll cover it though. Uh, I just want to touch bases real quick. Brett Kavanaugh. Um, allowed the antitrust challenge against the NFL on DirecTV and the way game rights are sold to move forward. And he said, this is not an endorsement. <laughs> and I'm like, well, but you're saying that there might be something there. So the Supreme Court ruled that uh, more to follow on that. And then ESPN and NBC are in a, in a billionaire uh, big dick contest for Sunday Night Football rights. Huh. Yeah, that's that's a lot of fucking money. Who do you think wins, ESPN or NBC? I I'm gonna say NBC. I think so too. I don't know why. I don't think I don't. I think Disney is making so much more money off their other products, and ESPN has been hemorrhaging money that Disney's gonna look at it and go, "I, I don't think we want to like we we want to throw all of our money into this." Uh, I when mean, NBC has kind of been hitting it with, 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 with the Premier League. Yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, Sunday Night Football is guaranteed ratings, though. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I they really got. I, I think this M- NBC has a more we want this approach, and I and I would see Disney as the parent company of ESPN being a more balance sheet approach. So I, I don't I don't have the I don't have the data on Sunday night football, but I think they 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 would they would have a price point where they're not gonna go above, and if they go above, they're not gonna get it. Or they're not gonna want to get it, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, like business. <laughs> yeah. Money and things. Yeah, money so, and stuff. So just to recap, Nick sucks. I'm awesome. Eleven oh one. Ride my bets. Head to head, smoking his bum ass. <laughs> wow. And moving we all, on, we all we all pray to you, great God, Jermaine. <laughs> and we're moving on to find him and cut him. <laughs> oh man! So as Nick alluded to, uh, <laughs> fresh from the ashes of the Chicago Bears New Orleans Saints game, two five win teams that didn't want a W this weekend. <laughs> no, you have it. No, I, no, I'm, no, I, I'm you take. We had an actual uh, find him and cut him situation. Javon Wims, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. That's right. You probably don't know who he is because he doesn't do anything typically ever. Uh, decided mid game in the early third quarter to completely lose his mind. 
And yeah. (laughs) So Javon Williams, after a play is over, runs to the cornerback who's not guarding him several yards away. Uh, Snatch, tries to snatch his chain, fails, swings a punch, and nails him in the helmet, which is not smart. For those those kids listening at home, don't punch someone in the helmet. Rip the helmet off and hit them with it. What do you think of hockey players who fight for a living take their helmets off before they get punched? <laughs> Dude, it's unreal. I never understand why you're hitting a helmet. Then Johnson Gardner Johnson is mind blown. Turns and looks at the ref, and as he's looking back at Javon Wims, Javon Wims is upset because he didn't get the response he wanted, and he starts swinging openly on this guy and grabbing his helmet. <clears throat> the, the ref throws the flag. They're sprinting in. Jackrabbit, Janoris Jenkins, sprints in, jumps on this dude's back, and starts ripping him to the ground. <laughs> and I'm sitting I love, there. I, I love how response penalties don't exist in the NFL. Nah, dude. The dude was – if they didn't, this dude was going to try to keep going. It was the dude had I, I, no attention. I'm saying is like you look at like Maurice Pouncey, right, in the Mason Rudolph thing. Like he yeah. didn't really, he nothing really happened to him. <laughs> he might have got a fine, maybe, maybe, maybe. Nothing is going to happen to Janoris Jenkins. He might get fined like ten grand. So apparently, the play before this happened, right? The play before this happened, Javon Wims is walking past Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and stops to start talking shit in his face. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson pulls his mouthpiece off his helmet and throws it on the grass. And spits in his face, right? No, it doesn't look like he spits. Okay. So he's being a baby because he pulled his mouthpiece out? Yeah, exactly. So he lost his... He lost his complete composure and cost. Actually, he really did cost his team because the Saints ended up uh, getting an interception on the very next play. After they backed him up 15 yards. Good job, Javon Wims. Good job. You really proved the point by punching a, an object that's supposed to prevent car crashes. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why he had to punch his helmet. But the fact that Chauncey Gardner Johnson didn't retaliate. That was a good one. He just got hit and was like, what, what's going on? (laughs) That dude's a classic troll. He snatched his mouthpiece to play before. (laughs) And. uh, I love it, dude. It was so hysterical. But Javon Wims got suspended for two games without pay. <laughs> I was actually pretty shocked at the two games thing. Yeah, I mean this this is just can, can can I can I do an impromptu find and cut here? Sure. Like the NFL, who what eight ball do you guys shake for infractions against the league? Like what what happens? Like you do, do you go back there and just shake an eight ball, and it just has a random thing of games on there? For for and then that's how oh uh, fight like for fighting. Oh, two games without pay. But if you take performance enhancing drugs, it's four games, and if you kick a girl who's laying down, it's it's six games, 
And then if you smoke weed, you're banned for the rest of your career. <laughs> like what? Are we what, what? What are we doing here? But you, but you can, but you can hit a woman with your car, put her in the hospital, and then play the next Sunday. Who did that? Hank Williams. You can, you, you can, you can have a career of offenses. What up, Pac-Man William or Pac-Man Jones, and still fucking be nominated to their All Pro team, the, the or the you know the Pro Bowl and the and 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 be recognized as should Pac-Man Jones be in the Hall of Fame? No, he shouldn't have been in the league. You can literally make another like you you can make fucking another man not walk again, and you can play the next week. Yeah, I would love to see the uh, NFL punishment chart. <laughs> there is one. It says it. It actually says this. It says, "Did he do some dumb, asinine thing? Then give him at least two games." Tom Brady. Tom Brady and and destroying his cell phone. Four games. Where did that come from? All you did was do what, Jermaine? You did the thing we always say not to do, and he pissed a goat off. Destroyed his cell phone, right? Four games. Uh, Julian Edelman does steroids. Three games. Yeah. Getting a fucking get, – getting a boxing match and drag a woman out of an elevator. Play that entire season and then get suspended some games because the NFL <laughs> buried the video. <laughs> Classic. But Javon, but Javon Mims, I mean, I mean, he's an idiot, right? Fighting will not be tolerated in our sport. Like, but where do you pull two games from? <laughs> I thought he was getting suspended for sure. I didn't see these two games. Yeah, that's what he gets. That was one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen, dude. That's extremely dumb. I agree. Yeah, so. o- o- Odell Beckham leading with his head against Josh Norman, like coming out of nowhere and crack down blocking Josh Norman. Nothing but a fine. Exactly. He was better off doing that to CJJ. Yeah. Or CGJ. Uh, so Javon Williams, welcome to find him and cut him. And the NFL, welcome to find him and cut him. And the NFL, but I mean, they stay there. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. And the MLB. But, all right. Well, that brings us to the natural conclusion here. No, this no, no, no. Except for the thing that we always forget. And that's true. <laughs> Love which Jermaine will give you the answer right now. <laughs> so he asked through seven games uh, or eight weeks, who had the most touchdown passes? And the answer is 2007 Tom Brady. Ooh. <clears throat> Tom Brady had 27 through seven. And that's yeah. all. And that's – so he, he ended up with 50. And, and 14 of them were to Randy Moss. <laughs> I was it more than fourteen. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying halfway through the season, he ended at what twenty five to Randy Moss. Yeah. Oh, okay, dude. So half of his fifty were to Randy Moss. That's why I said fourteen were to Randy Moss. Did the defense not uh, know Randy Moss was a threat? Like, did they just decide not to stop him the rest of the year? You can cover Randy Moss. You can't. You can only hope to stop him. Dude, Russell Wilson, twenty six through seven. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, it, it would be one thing if, like, this hype train was kind of, like, accelerating off the tracks. But Russell Wilson is actually playing like an MVP. 
there's really not any doubt that any that anyone else is an MVP. And it's kind of quiet. It, doesn't it feel kind of quiet? Maybe I'm not watching it's it. It, well, but it sounds quite. It seems quiet to us because it's normal Russell Wilson. Yeah, to us, yeah. Because <laughs> he just always does this. This year he's just doing it a little bit more. Here's the thing. The dude's never had a losing record. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like – we're talking about Eli Manning getting in the Hall of Fame with a 50 and 50 record. <laughs> or whatever his 150 and 150 or whatever the whatever his record is. He's, he's career 500, dude. Yeah. And Russell Wilson has not has played what 10 seasons now? I think this is his ninth, right? Cuz he said that he said that yet. He hasn't had a losing record and no MVP votes and no MVP votes, dude. No Incredible. MVP votes. And then I also I, I asked the follow up question. I asked of if Russell does hit fifty touchdowns, he will join which quarterbacks in throwing for fifty touchdowns in a season, Jermaine? And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, these quarterbacks are Peyton Manning, 2016, Tom Brady, as we just discussed, 2007, and Patrick Mahomes last year. Correct. No, Patrick Mahomes in 2018. His MVP season, yes. Yeah. Yeah. His non-Super Bowl season. <laughs> Non-Super Bowl season. That's right. Um, and then who holds the record for single-season touchdown passes? Obviously, Nick just gave it away. It's Peyton Manning at 55. Do you think Russell Wilson breaks that? I would like to see him break it. I mean, if you're going to go big. Did you see his, did you see his uh, schedule? Do you see the Seahawks schedule? I mean, I, I I have seen it, yeah. Dude, the end of the season opponents that they play. Oh man, it's it's ripe for five touchdown passes in like three straight games, dude. Oh Jesus! Look, look at look at. I saw that DK Metcalf, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett both are tied for the league lead in in touchdowns. Oh, that's a crazy stat. Check this out. So starting December 6th, so the calendar mm-hmm. turns to December. They play the Giants mm-hmm. in Seattle. They play the Jets in, <laughs> in Seattle. We did talk about this on our previous podcast, I think, yeah. They play the Washington football team. Those are his last three. And then he plays the Rams, and then he plays the 49ers, who the 49ers have no so he's down. throwing at least 20 touchdown passes in that stretch. Unreal. At least, at least, at least. That Rams, game, that Rams game will be intense. He's thrown what? He's thrown 27 so far? So he's throwing at least 15. 15 is his floor. 15 is his floor? Yeah. Three touchdown passes a game. He, well, he has Over nine time. games left. No, no, I'm saying over those five games, 15 yeah. touchdown passes is his floor. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a modest floor, by the way. So with his floor, he only needs to throw eight touchdown passes in the remaining five games to hit 50. Before those games. Yeah, yeah. So against that's the, the – He plays the Bills, Rams, Cardinals, and Eagles in his, in his next four games. Which, which 
their defense is so bad that Russell Wilson's going to have to put up 40 to win those games. No doubt. Russell Wilson's about to he's about to put on a show, dude. About to eat, dude. I made fun of them for saying let Russ cook all offseason. I guess they were right. <laughs> I guess they really wanted to let him cook, yeah. All right, so last thing. Uh, other The top five for touchdown passes right now are Wilson at 26, Mahomes at 21 in eight games, Rodgers at 20 in seven games, Brady at 20 in seven games, and Tannehill at 17 in seven games. Tannehill. Go Tan free, free, free Tannehill. The free Tannehill movement is alive and well, my friend. All right, so well, that comes- brings, like I said, to the natural end of the podcast, now that we've covered trivia and we've decreased our blow rate, shout out Cole. Uh, I'm so glad you guys were able to join us on this first, this post spooky season, pre Thanksgiving season. Uh, Television or television program, radio program, podcasting program. Jermaine, what do you have for the people? Are we doing sober November, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's right. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do non-sober November. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room Three Hundred Three. Um, Alex Smith is a rich man's Nick Foles, ambitious. Arbitrator out. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.